0: Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans in the United States of America. Welcome to the
1: RP Show. It's hour two. We're coming at you live from the beautiful Ace Casino Airport in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and the Hotel Calgary Airport. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network. As always, as we are every day, and the WQEE Radio, we are Atlanta's NHL show. And I promise we'll get to some NHL here this hour. Also podcast and YouTube live. Uh, we can bring in Darren Moose Dupont. He is not just co-hosting; he's also producing the program today. It's a Dupont Media production in Cavelli. Channeling, hey Moose, uh, welcome. Listen, I don't know Thank where we're—I I, kind of have an idea where we're going to roll into hour two of the program here, but I want to start with just a complete reset because some things have happened today. Number one, Edmonton Oilers star Connor McDavid is expected to win the Hart Trophy tonight. As league MVP at the NHL Awards in Nashville, he led the league in goals, assists, and points last season. He previously won the heart in 2017 and 2021. Uh, Nashville is going to host the NHL draft later this week. I'm seeing all the stories come out already about Connor Bedard. This is a me problem, not on anybody. What's up? You need this. What's up? Speaker? Oh, I didn't turn it up. Sorry. Da-da-da. We are before a live studio audience. Thank you, Kevin, the medium. I'm seeing the yeah. stories come out about Connor Bedard. And the, he's the, oh, I'm starting to become that Karen. Of, there's other people going to be drafted too, you know. Why is it all about Bedard? For the last three years, four years, I've been sitting here beating the Bedard drum. I'm kind of tired of it already. I know everything about him. I've been interviewing him since I was 14. Can we just get on with it? But I feel like it's a little early to be talking about Bedard going number one. The draft isn't for a few more days.
2: You? I mean, we know he's going number one. So this talk's been going on for a while. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd be I'd be more worried who's going number two. That should be all the storylines. It shouldn't be about who's going number one. It should be about who's going number two. It's going to be Carlson, Van Tilly, what's up with Mishka. There's so many other storylines now because I think the Bedard thing is not a storyline. He's going number one. Like there's no doubt about it. So let's let's talk about the other guys because yeah. I don't know why we you and I haven't talked about this. But like I put um, the Mishkov stuff with 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 Ellis on TikTok. And I think it's got twenty five thousand views. Are you serious? You know, 900, and 900 <laughs> likes. You know that's what people want to talk about. That's the intrigue around this draft is Matt Vay It's not about Buttar. There's no intrigue around Connor Buttar. No, and it's that's today's media.
1: They're just going to glob on to the easy cheap story and ride it till the wheels fall off. But I, you know, that's not interesting to me anymore. And I'm like, how, you're just discovering about Connor Bedard. I understand that maybe we knew about him three years ago, but just now did you not watch the world juniors? Whatever. Um, I'm far more interested. And for those watching in Winnipeg right now, shout out Slurpee capital, uh, Zach Benson, I love this kid. Been watching him since he was 15. He's the same age as Bedard. He's got to be a top 10 pick. Zach Benson, who's from Chilliwack. Has anybody talked to Zach Benson about he feels about the ice moving to Wenatchee, uh, Washington? His family's going to go from a 26, 27-hour road trip to watch him to a few hours. And he's a tremendous kid. Where does Zach Benson go? I'd be taking him in the top five if I was an NHL team. So anyways, that's my take on that. Breaking news, Bob Bradley is out as coach and sporting director of Toronto FC. The Major League Soccer team also fired assistant coach and technical director Mike Sorber today. Toronto has won only three of 20 games this season. It's a light night in Major League Baseball with only six evening games on tap. The Toronto Blue Jays are idle after taking two of three from Oakland over the weekend. They'll continue their homestand Tuesday night with the opener of a three-game set against San Fran. Victor Wambanyama says he won't play with France's national team at the World Cup in order to protect his still-developing still developing body. He was selected by the San Antonio Spurs with the first overall pick in last week's NBA draft. The World Cup is scheduled to begin on August 25th. So there's that. Moose, for those that have just tuned in today on Game Plus Television or the streams, they'll see the ticker running across the bottom of the screen courtesy of our exclusive betting partner, Bet Regal. What do you want to tell our... Viewers about that, I, I think it looks pretty chic.
2: Yeah, it looks pretty good, hey. And, and we've been working on this for a while with Bette Regal on uh, adding this. It's going to update. We're going to have some odds in there and things like that. It's just a way to create more of an interactive uh, show. And, and one thing that, you know, I think is a natural evolution for this show is, is um, you know, being a daytime show. I want this show to be on TV screens all across North America, Right. And sometimes you got to be in places where you can't have the volume on. So there better be something interesting on the screen. I mean, they'll put the captions up so you can see what we're talking about. But if the scores are on there, too, then it can be an information hub for everybody, whether you're listening to the show, watching the show, in or, whether you're paying attention or whether it's on in the background. It just keep, gives people um, more to pay attention to. And And I, and I wanted to see that.
1: Well, I love here's a little look inside because I don't know how it's working with the teams anymore. It ain't working like it used to. And that's totally fine. I just I'm too old to change. So I'm in these meetings with Bet Regal and uh, <laughs> the wonderful gal, Erica. She's like, what do you want on the ticker rod? And I'm like, I don't know. You're paying for it. Whatever you want. <laughs> Right. But she was like, well, what are we into? We're into NHL. We're into CFL. We're into big into soccer. I said, put it on. The more, the merrier. It's your ticker. (laughs) That's how our meetings go. Real uh, hard driving a hard bargain here. (laughs) Uh, That's how a good partnership should work. Chad Glasser watching in Lethbridge writes in and he says "The happy Gilmore, the happy Gilmore song, kiss you all over. By Exile. Well, I, I know that one. Happy's up against the thing. <laughs> I want to catch you all <laughs> No, but when they, at the start of the scene.
2: And over and again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like the <laughs> next morning, that song. Not the one by Exile. And by the way, are you old enough to remember when that song came out? Because I am. Exile. No. You know no. on breakfast? No, not you. You definitely wouldn't be, but I'm wondering if Chad is.
2: That was the night before. See, that song was the night before, right? And that's, he was, to his, his girlfriend, which became his ex, he was yelling at her, talking to her, yelling at her, and then he starts singing the song. She's already gone, and that's when the Asian lady walked up, and she ended up in his bedroom. Right.
1: You know what, breakfast? <laughs> um. Now they're, now they're bumping Janet Jackson in here, man. I'm having uh, myself a date. Here at Ace Casino Airport. I don't know who's in charge of the soundtrack here in the mornings, but I love it. And I've told him. Isn't them this right. fun? Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, Scott Ford, he's in Toronto. He says the CFL schedule needs to be home and away every team, plus extra games against your natural rival. Randy from Winnipeg says the CFL schedule makers have been bad for at least the last two years. I said we would talk about whatever you people want to talk about here in hour two. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, says maybe for the first time in sports history, there's news that involves both the CFL and NHL. CFL alum Derek Dennis going to work with the Arizona Coyotes. The Coyotes were all over the news uh, on the weekend hiring Derek Dennis in the ticket department. They've signed Connor Ingram from Imperial Sask. Glad you asked to a new three-year deal. And by the way, here's some breaking news for y'all. The Vegas Golden Knights have announced Ryan Craig is the new head coach of the Henderson Silver Knights of the American Hockey League. Interesting story there for our Manitoba peeps that follow the Wheat Kings. They follow the Golden Knights and all the rest. Ryan is a day one guy, former Brandon Wheat Kings player, longtime assistant coach of the Golden Knights. Okay, so here's how my chats go. And Darren's been around me enough that he gets it. I was with... Uh, somebody here, hockey people, in the last two weeks. And I said, why did they fire Manny and Henderson? Emmanuel Vivros was the assistant coach of those Henderson Silver Knights, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights' top minor league team. And they said, well, they did. They, they had a bad year. I'm like, so they fire him? Yeah, that's what the Golden Knights do. So Ryan Craig, basically, Darren has, obviously, Kelly McCrimmon thinks a hell of a lot of, of Ryan Craig. And for good reason. So he's been an assistant coach through all those regimes. He was an assistant coach under Gerard Gallant. He was an assistant coach under Peter DeBoer. He was an assistant coach under Bruce Cassidy. He survived them all. And now they're going to give him the Henderson Silver Knights. I think this is interesting. I think he's going to do a great job with them. And will probably end up one day being the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Any thoughts on Ryan Craig taking over? The Henderson Silver Knights today that was just announced this morning. And by the way, it is 1111 Mountain, 111 Eastern. Thank you, Ryan, in New York State for pointing that out.
2: You're going to have to race. do the sound effect. I don't have it. Yeah, ah, thank you. Um, okay. Um, but, you know, we're, you and I are Manny Viveros fans, and, that, and that's unfortunate because he went through some things too down there, and I think health things, and and then, you know, the bad year. But, you know, it's a good opportunity to get in that organization. If you have success, there's a chance to move up, right? Um, if you don't, you're going to be gone. They make those decisions very, very quickly. It's admirable to a degree. Um, but, yeah, great opportunity to be in that, in that organization. Um, now it's a championship-winning organization under the Golden Knights umbrella um, and potentially a chance to move up because, as we've seen, they don't have a history of having coaches, head coaches, at the National Hockey League level last for a long time. So opportunity will open up.
1: I love the people that are just sitting back in the cheap seats, watching or listening to this show. And then something irks them and they perk right up and right in like patrol <laughs> man, Pete in Winnipeg writes and he says, I dislike the Brandon weekings. Well, you're going to have to start liking them again because they're Manitoba's only dubbed team. Ryan in New York saying, uh, Adirondack thunder alumni, Connor Ingram Scott Ford in Toronto says CFL attendance is good in BC, Sask, Winnipeg, Hamilton, Montreal's will improve. Ottawa's fine considering they can't win at home. Toronto will get better with a little effort from MLS.C. Their home opener had what I thought a really good crowd. The lower bowl was largely full. The south end zone was full at the Argo game and it was a pretty good game as a, well for the Argos it was a good game because they handed Hamilton their ass. So I go back to this. Does the CFL regret at all doing away with interlocking scheduling? They should. It reminds me a lot. Everybody I think now knows that I'm a dub guy. I was forlorn for years when the Western Hockey League split up the interlocking schedule because we used to go as an Eastern team and play every team all down the West Coast because I just loved being on the road, loved the West Coast. And then they split it up and they said it was because of travel cost and they don't draw, right? Spokane Chiefs would rather play Tri-City 26 times than have the Regina Pats come into the building or the Moose Jaw Warriors or the Brandon Wheat Kings because nobody knows where they're from. It, it really ticked me off. But they don't care. The owners don't care. And I feel like the CFL owners right now don't care either because the attendance is on the way back. So what do they care?
2: Do you think it's the same mentality? Yeah. Yeah. If, if attendance is on the way up, then that's what you want. More rivalry games within your division. Um, that's important. Um, closer travel for road fans that want to go to these games. Um, I think that's all really good, but you do want to like, I'd like to see it's an 18 game schedule. Surely there's a way to try and get each of those teams in there once to each of these other markets. I mean, it's not a lot of games. What is it? Four or five games. Um, I'd, I'd like to see it, but I get it too. It's a league that's worried about dollars and cents at the same time. We added a coach's cap. So if we're going to cap what the teams are spending on salaries for players and for staff, then we should probably look at travel expenses and hotels and all of those expenses too to try and make sure that we can keep our money into the actual product on the field. Um, I get it, but I hope it grows back to going to every market.
1: Yeah, uh, but I. Why would they? I mean, based on what we're seeing, like Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in. He says our attendance is getting better. If yes, in a gate-driven league, they don't regret a damn thing. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's probably right, and this is the whole Rod. You don't know. You don't know anything, Rod. So go sit down. So I'm just here sitting down, and we'll sit here and talk about it. And you guys, do you? Um, and we will talk about the Edmonton attendance in a second. Jack in Alberta with an interesting question. He says, are the Argos the best team in the CFL this season? Well, it's them or the BC Lions. And there are those that would say, well, who's Toronto beat? They've beaten Hamilton and they've beaten Edmonton. Two teams that couldn't find their ass with both hands. The BC Lions went into Winnipeg and slapped around the Blue Bombers. So the answer to your question, Jack, as I look at it, it's the bc lions there's more there's more but we have to take a timeout <laughs> we are live on the game plus television network it is a dupont media and cavelli channeling production today from ace casino airport and hotel cleek calgary airport also on wqee radio podcast and youtube live Hi, everybody. Wakey, wakey. We are live from Ace Casino Airport, Calgary, here on Game Plus Television. Tell all your friends we're having a fantastic Canadian sports discussion today. Um, Moose, have you put yourself on the screen yet or not? I'm not sure. But I got to say, I've made this decision probably a few months ago. I had people saying, you can't draw an audience. You can't hold an audience. You can't have a show talking about the topics you talk about. you got to talk about soccer. you got to talk about this. No, we're doing just fine. And I've seen people that are watching here in Ontario You know that that are here for the CFL coverage. So do me a favor. If you love the show, tell your friends here on Game Plus television and the key radio and uh, streaming. But, Darren, before we go any further, you're in Toronto now. Can we get over it? I'm not sure when people are going to get over it. (laughs) It took them two years to realize that I've moved. But I think they're now over it. Yes, Darren's in Toronto. He's there. Are you going to be going to a Blue Jays game this week, and if not this week, soon?
2: What's the half? Happen- yeah, hopefully soon. Actually, we were going around downtown Toronto yesterday, and we almost went to the game yesterday. would have been a good one to go to. We opted against it because it was such a nice day, and we were down by the waterfront. But, but yeah, we'll be going, uh, no doubt. And that's that's one of the things that's really cool, Um, about being in a big city is the fact that we get to potentially go to multiple sports i can go to argos or we can go to a basketball game or we can go to you know um, a baseball game so that's going to be a lot of fun good well i look forward to that
1: same thing is here um progressive insurance text line is always open 902-518-3033 Regarding that interlocking schedule in the Canadian Football League, uh, Dougal Cameron here in Calgary watching on Game Plus says, that's one of many reasons I gave up my Stampeder season tickets this year. Really? Really, Ambrosy. In a nine-team league, you can't have a home-and-home schedule? Well, Randy's the meat shield, I believe, for a lot of these CFL owners. That's what commissioners are. And I don't really know what's a commissioner's job. What really is a commissioner's job, by the way, Moose? I don't know. I I thought it was to make money. And COVID aside, has Ambrosi done that? I mean, the global CFL 2.0 experiment, you don't even hear CFL 2.0 anymore. It's just done, right? They're not going to officially declare it's dead but what is a commissioner? I'd love to know. I don't want to be a commissioner. I don't even spend time thinking about it. What's their job.
2: Yeah. Good question. I think it's to be, you know, a little bit of the, the um, collective voice for the, for the owners um, to take in each of the owners needs. I mean, you answer to the owners. Those are your, you know, you're, they're your boss essentially. Um, And and they elect the commissioner more or less, I believe. And I believe, you know, at the end of the day, your job is to listen to all of their needs, their concerns, the concerns of the CFLPA and everybody. Gather all the information and make the best decisions possible. Obviously, everything that you put forward, for the most part, I believe, gets voted on. But you're kind of there to keep everybody happy and balance, create a little bit of balance. Some guys can do it better than others, as we've seen from league to league.
1: I. Want everybody to pick up and pay attention here. This is going to uh, resonate with the NHL fans. Well, certainly the CFL fans and fans of every, any league. Just hang on. But I'm just going to drop in some more of the comments from the viewers. Progressive insurance text line and the chat on the streaming. Scott in Toronto says, as an Argo fan, if they only play Hamilton twice in the regular season, those games are must-see in person or on TV. And, of course, playoffs become even bigger deals, in my opinion. I would sit right now, and this would be a good poll question for later in the week. Our poll question today is a banger for Key Auto Group, and it's which city currently has the best NHL franchise, Calgary or Winnipeg? And I'll tell you right now, for Key Auto Group, Winnipeg's running away with it. But even Jets fans are saying, talk to us in a week. They might not have Connor Hellebuck in a week. So I get it. Jack in Vulcan, Alberta says, I'm not so sure BC won that game. It was 30 to six at Winnipeg. He said, as much as the Bombers lost it by absolutely not showing up, it happens. It's hard to always win and not slip mentally once in a while, just like always losing. So I need to stop for a second. I'll get to everybody's comments in a moment, but Jack, brings up a great point. Winnipeg wasn't themselves that night, and I think we could all agree it. Uh, uh, agree on that. They're not making any excuses themselves. That's Jack saying that, not the Bombers, but this rebuild thing. And we got to get Danny Austin down here this week because Danny, you know, Danny and I, our relationships love hate. He runs hot. You know that. Right. Yeah. What does he say? He He's with the Calgary Sun and the Calgary Herald. He's got a new podcast now, out now. Danny's Danny. It wouldn't take a lot to turn. He was mad at something I said. And then he unfollowed me, which is the new millennium way of slapping somebody in the face. I'm unfollowing you. Yeah. But I saw him in the press box the other day. But he said something the other day about the – because he's covering the flames now full time. And he goes, what other term can you use if it's not – if we can't use rebuild? I don't know if you saw that on Twitter or not. And I'm like, Danny, that's a really good point. I'm trying to stay on my point. A lot of great comments coming in here for the audience. I want to try and stay on my own point here. Can you tell me, Darren, or anybody, when did the term rebuild become a swear word in sports? You talked the other day about the water uh, torture. Ah, water, What do you call it? <laughs> Waterboard- waterboarding. Yeah, waterboarding. Yeah. You could hold down a team general manager, a head coach, whomever, and uh, they won't say rebuild. They won't do it. But it is a thing. Is it just about language? Is it just about terminology? The Edmonton Elks are in a full-on rebuild. Here in Calgary, I'll say it again. One week ago tonight, I'm seeing a golf tournament at Bears Paw Golf Club, and I asked the room how many here are positive about the Flames optimistic going into the seat less than half the room, put up their hands less than half. And half of those people were alumni, Tim Hunter, Colin Patterson, Theron Fleury, you uh, Renee Corbet, those guys all had their hands up. So you take them out. There was hardly any optimism in the room. So I don't understand why. And I wanted to spend a second on this, on the flames because it's going to have to be a rebuild. It's going to have to be. So why not just say it's ripping a bandaid off. Even in Chicago, the Blackhawks didn't want to say they're in a rebuild. Meanwhile, well, now they don't have to because they got the number one overall pick and but Artie's going to save the whole franchise. And he probably will. But teams don't want to say we're in a rebuild. And that never used to be a problem. I've been in this game 30 years, 30 plus years. We used to say we're going through a rebuild. It's going to be painful. Stick with us.
2: Why don't they do that anymore? So here's how it started. Some genius GM to keep his job. Um, when the team was sucking, came up with this term, right? Um, instead of going to the ownership and saying, we're going to be bad for a few years, he created this catchphrase called, we're going we're to rebuild. We're going to re- rebuild, which means you're moving forward, right? You're building towards something, not just, we suck. I don't know why. I don't know how to get out of it. We suck, but it's, we're in a rebuild. But then after that, that lasted for a while, and then people caught on to rebuild, that's just a way to say you're sucking for a while. We want you to compete. So now they see through it, right? And everybody now, oh. uh, we've, we've turned into this mentality of, look at you and I were talking about the beginning of the show. If I want it, I get it now, anything I want. And being in a big market like this, if I need anything, I mean, we ordered a new mattress. It was there within 12 hours delivered, right? I mean everything I can get instantly. So why do I want to wait for my team to be good? No, no, no. I want you to make the moves now, so my team can be better. So now we're just—I think—we're frustrated with rebuild as a society. And and you've said this too. One of the greatest skills you could have um, in life is patience. I think we've lost a lot of patience um, in in life, and especially in sports. No well, patience anymore.
1: So people aren't going to change. You can't listen to them. That's why when I sit here. Everything has changed. It's very hard to predict what's going to happen in sports. Perfect example. Are the Edmonton Elks going to fire Chris Jones judging by the going by the old school way teams are run? No, they won't. But nowadays maybe they have to, to sell tickets. I don't know. I don't know now. Jeff, the Stamps fan says rebuild was a term born out of the political correctness movement of the early 1990s. I'll accept any and any explanations or theories as to where this term came from. So it came up and now they don't want to say it. Okay, we're going to get to the bottom of this today. Ali in Texarkana says, I thought that was the best way to explain a bad era. Sounds better than we're going to suck. Darren might have it right. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg, he says, rebuild, marketing genius. That is some Don Draper-level stuff. Uh, That's from the series Mad Men. Appreciate you, Patrolman, for throwing that in. Wayne of Victoria, BC says, I think the term rebuild has been with us longer than the 1990s. No, I don't actually think so. I want to say it's come in in my time. And I've only just started to pay attention to all this. I was drunk the whole rest of the time. I'm paying attention to it now. And I'm just, can you? Can, and the teams also don't want to be honest. They used to be honest with their fans. I'll be honest. They think you're dumb. They do. They think you're dumb and you'll buy whatever they say. Uh, I've been in those meetings and that's a fact. Now you have to understand something too the Vegas Golden Knights will never have to go through a rebuild, they won't not with Kelly McCrimmon running the show. They just, they 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 won't have a dip. Do you not? I had a guy say to me, Darren, that it might be easier for Kelly McCrimmon to win championships in the national hockey league than the WHL. Cause there's less good teams. And for a variety of reasons, he's got more resources to do it in Vegas than he did when he was with the Brandon Wheat King. So Vegas will never have to ever use the term rebuild. And yet in Arizona, this was when I got to know Bis nasty. Well, He was on the radio. I heard him talking about the Coyotes being in year three of a five-year rebuild, uh, which was like seven years ago. But anyways, we were uh, riding up in the elevator together, and I'm like, Biz, I heard what you said. Year three of a five-year rebuild, really? And he's like, hey, you got to sell it. That's what Biz said in the elevator ride at Gila River Arena. Arizona's always (laughs) in a rebuild. I don't know if they're using the term or not, which is another thing. I was walking into the stadium, the McMahon Stadium the other day with a sports guy, and he goes, he's from Arizona, and he goes, uh, I, can't, I couldn't believe Shane Doan left the Coyotes to go to the Maple Leafs. I'm like, you couldn't? The Coyotes are the biggest dumpster fire in pro sports in North America, and that's saying something because there's a lot. If Shane Doan's leaving the Coyotes, that tells you all you need to know what's going on in Arizona. Did you get a point or anything out of any of what I just said, Darren? Because I'm not sure that I did.
2: <laughs> I know, right? I mean, the rebuild thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to sell this to your fans and say, just hang with us. We're, we're rebuilding. We're building. Just hang with us. Hang with us. Hang with us. You know, eventually, at some point, you got to be honest, right? You can only string people along for so long. And eventually, you got to look, overestimated how fast this rebuild would be. Okay. It's gonna take a little longer than we thought. So I understand if you wanna go. It's like telling somebody at a restaurant, we'll have a table for you in 10 minutes. Just just wait over here. 10 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes goes. Okay, nobody's leaving. It's gonna be longer than that. It's gonna be more like an hour. Okay. And then you can at least make a decision on whether you want to stick around and wait or not. And the fans deserve it too. If your rebuild's not accurate, it's important to you know give your fan base or your fan base an accurate idea of how long this thing's going to take because they need to have some good expectations. Uh,
1: If you know,
2: (laughs) if you know, nobody knows you're right.
1: Well, the good guys know I'd like to think Chris, Chris Jones in Edmonton has a plan and he knows Kelly McCrimmon knows Nelson, our VP of SIM events says a rebuild term came from people having realistic expectations that a sports team runs in a cycle. You start young, you grow, you get old and repeat. Oleg in Winnipeg writes, and he says, Oleg's Jets are on their 13th year of the Chevy plan. Yeah, but they got to a conference final. That's what you people in Winnipeg tend to forget. Yeah. There is such a thing as a window, and the window in Winnipeg is now closed. That's what I think. But nobody wants to admit it, and the second Chevy does, he's going to be fired. Maybe that's why they don't want to admit it in Winnipeg or say rebuild. And here, everybody, pause your thoughts for a second. Smoke them if you got them. We'll continue this after a moment, after a break. We're live from the Game Plus Television Studios here at Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport, also on WQEE Radio, podcast, and YouTube Live. Welcome back inside, everybody. We are just outside the Ace Casino Sports Bar, where we hosted our CFL fan reception on Friday night, and it was big fun. Uh, Darren Moose-Dupont is with me. He's in Toronto. Uh, I'm out here in Western Canada, where Key Auto Group resides, and that is uh, their sponsor of our daily poll question at Key Auto Group. Most vehicles receive a lifetime engine warranty. guarantee. Go to keyautogroup.ca slash the key advantage for eligibility and maintenance requirements. The Key Auto Group here to take care of you. We have been talking a lot of Canadian Football League today, but no, we haven't forgot about you hockey fans. The poll question today is, who has the better NHL franchise currently, Winnipeg or Calgary? It's now 64% Winnipeg over Calgary, and I want to uh, spend a minute on that on this day of the NHL awards, and then later on this week, the NHL draft, all in Nashville. Um, I am seeing Instagram stories, tweets from my friends that are there, and I'm like, hmm, should I be in Nashville? Did we misread that one? But then I'm like, no, Rod, no. This is mental health coaching here. You got to go to the Stanley Cup final. You got to go to the NHL All-Star game. You can't, those guys weren't at that. Okay, okay, okay. Can't be everywhere. But I'm watching the Barnburner guys the other day. I didn't watch their show, but I watched the clips, and they are outright imploring Murray Edwards to sell the Flames. The host is Boomer, uh, Rhett Warner. They're like, Murray, what more do you need? Sell the team. And I'll be honest with you. I'm in this town. I'm talking to hockey people. I'm talking to Flames people, but I'm not like them. Boomer's been on the air in this town 12 years. Warner played for the team. You don't think their connections aren't better than mine? They are. And I go back. It was my brother that texted me the other night, last night, and he goes, why do the players all want out of the Flames? And I'm like, I I don't know. I feel like nobody really knows. Or if they do, nobody's saying because those alumni guys are plugged in you don't think colin patterson tim hunter those guys don't have some sort of rough idea and if you did if if you did know do you not think you'd go to work to fix it i just i it is a real odd situation and i and i think maybe the only way darren to solve this would be selling the team and that's why i think guys like boomer and rhett warner are openly imploring Murray Edwards to sell the team. I can't imagine what, you know, will this get to Murray? Is he watching it on his yacht in the Mediterranean who incidentally is a Regina guy grew up to cross the street from my cousin,
2: Christine. I don't know, but I think that's the only way out of it. I know because it needs a complete change and the culture, everything else. And it's not just people leaving the culture. It's a little bit of everything. Like, you know, I've seen the narrative about free agents and players, and the state of that stadium and the arena, and what's happening there with with the situation. And look at like, I didn't get to explore all of the Florida Arena, but how great to pull up in, in the uh, around the palm trees and everything there, and then the facility inside looks great. Um, I didn't get to go inside where the actual Panthers facilities are and their training center and things like that. But we've seen videos and we've been in other, you know, arenas. And those are things players care about too, right? Where you go to work every day, you know, your training facility, the luxuries in the locker room and around the arena and where you're going to to play hockey. And you're asking players as well, like where you park and how you got to walk out in the winter and all that kind of stuff. If you're asking them to do that, then there's gotta be other things that play into it. So there's so many different things from that to, you know, the way the team has played lately to, you know, the Daryl Sutter stuff and it needs a complete refresh and potentially that needs to start right from the top down. And it could be ownership or, you know, it could be a number of things, but it's just not good in Calgary at the moment.
1: Well, you have to understand, I'm saying this rhetorically, not you, but yeah. they're in this town. It's why I have a tough time believing it's even more intense with Toronto with the Leafs, but everybody's saying that it is. So I'll take, I'll believe it, but I haven't lived it here in Calgary. Talk radio, Leafs, uh, sorry, Flames, twenty-four-seven. Everywhere you go, it's all they talk about. And I guess my point is, how did it get to be this bad? Like Brad Tree living, the Leafs had no problem snatching him up to be the next general manager after Kyle Dubas. Did Brad leave this franchise in the lurch? And look at Nazem Kadri, Look at Jonathan Huberdeau, who have got long enough contracts here. What do you think they're thinking? Like, oh, boy. The city is not a dump. It's world class. Now, every team, sorry, every player is different. What makes one guy want to go somewhere? I want to go to Florida. Darren wants to go to Toronto. I don't want to be in Toronto. I don't hold it against him. For, For your own reasons, that's what you want to do. So to say they they don't like the rink in Calgary, I think is an absolute and complete misnomer. I really do. But also consider this. I put it in my 10 things column on the weekend. Edmonton, every year they did these uh, player uh, polls in the NHL. What's the least desirable cities to play in? And it was Winnipeg and Edmonton all the time. Now it's not Edmonton. Edmonton is like middle of the pack in that. What changed? They got a great team and the best rink in the NHL. To quote Mike Kelly, now what don't we understand about that? The Flames have an underachieving team and the oldest rink in the NHL. Fix that? And not that it's that easy. They would do it if they could. But do you did you think that might have something to do with it, Moose? Uh, Edmonton... Un- oh, heated, yeah. under- heated underground parking. By the way, you don't think Connor McDavid doesn't love rolling into the underground parkade at Rogers Place, not getting out and freezing his balls off in minus fifty-two, like the Flames players have to after games, because they never thought about putting underground parking in the Saddledome in nineteen eighty-three. That might be something to do with it. <laughs>
2: Calgary might be the only team where you see them in the walk-in shots in winter coats. Nobody else has to do that because these these players all go from their heated underground, gar- heated garages or their heated underground condo parking right into heated underground arena parking. Bob's your uncle, right? It's great. Um, You don't got to worry, like you said, about minus 52. Um, It's an issue in Calgary. I mean, not that they have a big walk. We've seen it. We know where the players park. We walk there. We walk in the same entrance.
1: I got a million. Great point. Oh. I got a million stories flooding me, and thank you for that. We have to break. We're going to come back with overtime. This is the last we'll see Darren today. So can you give us a wave, Moose? Great job on this DuPont Media and Cavelli channeling production today. When we come back, Frank, Bill, Brian, all on the Progressive Insurance text line. We'll get to your messages. Streaming, of course, and a sports update. We'll be right back with Overtime live from Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport in a moment on Game Plus Television. WQEE, the key podcast and YouTube live. All right, welcome back, everybody, for Overtime. It is that portion of the show brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the UFC and I guess the Canadian Football League. What else is going on right now? Uh, well, the UFC, they will say, and by the way, right here in the sports Bar, every UFC event is uh, free to view on the largest screen in northeast Calgary. Okay, a sports update before I jump into the comments from you people. Edmonton Oilers star Connor McDavid is expected to win the Hart Trophy as the league's MVP at tonight's NHL awards in Nashville. He led the league in goals, assists, and points this season. McDavid Pryor won the Hart in 2017 and 2021. Nashville will host the NHL draft later this week. Uh, big news out of Toronto FC. Breaking news today from the MLS. Bob Bradley is out as coach and sporting director of the Reds. The MLS team also fired assistant coach and technical director Mike Sorber. Toronto has won only three of 20 games this season. This sports update is brought to you by The Steadies. Their new single, Champion, was out on Friday. Visit thesteady's.ca for more info and stream The Steadies today on Apple Music and Spotify. And also by Landmark Cinemas. In theaters, July 12th, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. In Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Tom Cruise plays Ethan Hunt and his IMF team embark on their most dangerous mission yet. Wayne of Victoria, BC, I like your comment here. He writes it and says, what a fun RP show today. I enjoyed every minute of it. Great work, Rod, Darren, and crew. Yes, that is Cavelli channeling and DuPont Media producing today's show. It has been fantastic. Way to work, guys. But we still got eight minutes to go. And uh, listen, I've said it many times. You guys watch the show every day. 10 years hosting a radio talk show myself, over 16,000 hours logged on the air. I can fill that in literally in my sleep. I could fill it with breathing and you all would tune in. So let's go. Let's get some comments going from people. I promised the guys on the progressive insurance text line I would read their messages 902 518 3033. This goes back to. Where did the term rebuild come from? Because I wasn't really paying attention. I was working in the industry when it came in, and now it's a swear word. Where did it come from? Why is it gone? Frank in Airdrie watching, and he writes and he says, rebuild has become not popular because it implies a long-term solution. Fans are impatient. They want now. That's why the preferable term is retool. Results are on the way. So it's all about language. Is that what you're telling me? Um, I'm a no BS guy. I don't prefer to be BS. I would rather have the owner, the general manager stand at the podium and say, you know what? It hasn't gone the way we planned. We're going to have a rebuild and stick with us. Let's all do it together. But they don't want you don't ever see anybody do that here in Calgary. They don't really have a choice but to rebuild. And they've had a decent run. I mean, what was Brad Tree living? Nine seasons as the general manager. They put two banners up in the building. They had a good team. It's over. Just admit it. And you're starting over. I think Flames fans would appreciate that if he had said that. Toronto, I don't know. Who else is very excited to follow the fortunes of Darren Moose DuPont in Toronto and what he learns about the Leafs and the fan base? I think it's a storybook in the making. Bill in Brantford writes on the progressive insurance text line 902-51-3033. He says they're not rebuilding. They're just doing the fixer-upper and getting by. You understand sports franchises are like the house, the car, slapping duct tape over it. Ain't going to last long don't get me started on the home runners with a guy that should be in jail that we had people came into my house and they were like, Oh, well, what a beautiful, what a beautiful job they did. And I'm like, this is the investors group field of houses. It looks great from the outside, but look, this cabinet door has fallen off this fridge door opens the wrong way into the count. Like we did pay full price. Got screwed out of it. Should've just bought a new house. That's the point. Start, do it right. And that's what Jones is trying to do in Edmonton, by the way. He's trying to do it right. I believe that. And it's just my opinion. You know, I'd, Moose is there. They said that you can hear me. He's sitting there. My deal, Mike texted me yesterday, Moose. He goes, I appreciate that you just throw your hat into the ring with your opinion. And then you explain why. And you don't care what people think. What? What else would you do? I yeah, yeah, we can't bring Darren on. He told me we could, do you have anything to say Moose for yourself? Huh? The adventures of Moose and the giraffe.
2: I know. Right. I mean, I can definitely bring myself back in here. That's not a problem. or oh, you we got can? a couple of, we, we got, oh yeah. Okay. We got a couple of minutes. We're going to get the countdown and, you know, still got a couple of minutes, but uh, um, then I throw my opinion out or you throw your opinion. out. Well, how do you mean? You might, my damn Mike, he's talking about you. No, me, of course. You don't throw your opinion out. Very
1: rarely do you throw your opinion out.
2: Yeah, no, no, very, very rarely. I like to be the person who examines things from all sides right? to just give you the give you the information or give you my opinion on the situation to let you make your own decision. Right? Are you saying I don't think out my opinions? No, you do, but you actually form one. I admire that that you that you form one. I, I like oh. to like I'm more of a you know critically think about things and then let you make the decision for yourself and use you take a stand, which I appreciate that we, we both bring something different to the table. You of put course. the rings together. We're like captain Planet. We have different <laughs> skills. We put them together. Superpower.
1: I appreciate that. I had a marketing guy here in town. It's since you've been gone, but a marketing guy, pretty well-known marketing guy. I was with him and he goes, God, I wish I could be more like you. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, you just, wear your heart in your sleeve and you say what you think. I wish I could be like that. And I'm like, you don't think that doesn't come with its own set of problems? I wish I could bite my tongue more. (laughs) But now why? Why would I? Um, Brian in Bosager, Manitoba. Well, which reminds me, we had a guy say to me, because one of the reasons the CFL is afraid to partner with you guys is you know where all the bodies are buried. You know all their stuff. They can BS some other people. They can't BS you. I said, that's a problem? Anyways, Brian in Manitoba says, fans don't want to hear the term rebuild. It means the team is going downhill for the next few years and hard-earned money is going down the tubes. Yeah, maybe, but I just feel like if you did it right and you sold it right, because you're going to do it anyways, that's what the Flames are doing. They're going to be going into a rebuild here right now. Okay, They're going to be selling off pieces. They have to. Every team really does it unless you're the Vegas Golden Knights or run by Kelly McCrimmon. You sell it the right way. And we're going to do this together, and we appreciate your support, and blah, blah, blah. I think you can do it the right way. When is trying to snow your fans ever been a good idea? That's what I don't understand.
2: Last minute of play.
1: Last minute of play in the RP show. 902-518-3033. We appreciate everybody being with us today. It was a bit of a tester. Uh, Dougal Cameron in Calgary says, if there's a blind spot in this city, it's the construction of sports arenas. They could have upgraded McMahon for 1988, the Olympics. He said they should be well underway to having shovels in the ground, but they aren't. Arena's myopia. Well, You can sit around and talk about it, or you can do it. And uh, I, I get what you're saying. It's a Western town. They're full of doers, but it's time to start doing it. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a blast. Great job, guys. We'll see you at noon Eastern here on Game Plus and the Key.